I'm going to invite Scotty to come up and join us. This is Scotty Shelton. He is one of our newest members here at Midway. He is also a candidate for ordained ministry in the United Methodist Church as of basically a month ago. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited that you're joining or actually answering the call. Answering the call. So if you guys would welcome Scotty with me, please. I forgot my readers. So um, we'll see if I can see the scripture this morning. <laughs> it's Jeremiah chapter 29, verse, starting verse 4 through 11. So if I'm holding my Bible out here, you know why, right? This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those that I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty the God of Israel says, Do not let the prophets and the diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams and the encourage, encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them. Dictates the Lord. I apologize my sight. This, this is what the Lord says. When 70 years are complete from Babylon... I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place, for I, know the plan, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you declares the Lord and bring you back into the cat and bring you back from captivity I will gather you from all the nations and places wow I uh, guess I need to have readers stuck in my pocket so my testimony oh and by the way thank you my best friend friends are here my best girls here um, Grant love you buddy Grant's the best guy in the world. Um, how many in here know about the bus ministry? Anybody familiar with the bus ministry? We got one, two. Okay, and when I mentioned to the pastor, she had no idea what the bus ministry was. So back when I was, I'm 54, so way back when, when I was nine years old, um, a church, Gloucester Baptist Church, was running uh, buses to pick up children to take them to church and so forth. So I started riding a bus. I was a bus kid. And um, then we would go between two different bus ministries, right? Depending on who was giving away the best stuff, right? That's who we would go with. Until um, one Sunday, uh, both church buses met <laughs> nose to nose. And uh, there were, each bus was looking at us, and we had to make a decision which one we were going with. So at that point, um, started my journey with the church I stayed at uh, until I was 18 and joined the military and went in the Army. 
uh, when I was young. I got, uh, I got saved. I thought I got saved at nine. That didn't happen. I really got saved at uh, 13 uh, when I joined uh, a youth group there and got saved. And from an early age, um, I felt God's calling on me. I always wanted to be a pastor. I always wanted to be a preacher. Um, so it didn't work out that way. And I, if I was going to, if this was a sermon, I would call it uh, decisions, choices, consequences. Not every, every, we're, everybody today is where we are. I'm here today based on choices I've made. And I used to, I tell my kids all the time, and especially my oldest, uh, you can make all the decisions you want to, but you don't get to choose the consequences. And, and our consequences are not isolated to just us. Our, we make decisions and it affects everybody around us. It affects everything. It affects our lives. So I grew up in church as a preacher boy in church. I don't know anybody familiar with those. Okay, that's what that was me. Jan's familiar with the preacher boy. Um, so grew up. Um, church was my life. That was my peer group. Went in the military. So 1987, I, gr I graduated high school. I joined the Army, and I got married. So that was a big year for me. <laughs> so we went uh, to Germany, served three years in Germany. Uh, and while we were there, we also worked with a missionary and had, uh, had a wonderful time working with him. I learned a lot from uh, Brother Rick, and uh, he was a great guy. He was a great guy. So fast forward to decisions or making decisions. I had all these things I was going to say, but when I get up here, they just all go blank, right? So I guess I should have wrote them all down. Uh, but at 36, I was up to this point, up to 36, I was in church. I'd been a music guy. I'd led music. Uh, I'd been the um, announcement guy, taught Sunday school, been an usher, all those things. My life was fully entrenched in the church. That's where I spent my time. At 36, the wheels just didn't fall off. The car ran off a cliff. You know, we see those cars go off a cliff. They plunge to the bottom of the ravine and it explodes. That was my life. Um, my life completely obliterated. Um, and it was quite the journey. I would not wish my journey, my path on anybody. Not my worst enemy. Not, not your worst enemy. My journey was long. My journey has been hard. Um, I never, I got mad. I never blamed God for what happened. I never said, God, you know, I, I would ask sometimes why to try to understand. But at that point at 36, my life just totally came apart uh, to the point of me basically just almost going insane. Um, lost everything. Ended up um, just a, a total, didn't know who I was. I had to create a whole new identity. It's just like God had, or somebody had taken me and ripped me in two. And so I turned to a very destructive lifestyle. And um, so to go to a pivotal moment in my life, I was sitting in a bar at about 2 o'clock in the morning, the same bar I sit in just about every night. And I would drink until I'd almost pass out and make my way home and go to work, and I'd still be drunk. <laughs> um, 
I was sitting on that, uh, on that uh, stool that night, and the Spirit just came by and said, uh, God still loves you. I mean, it, it rattled me. I just felt in my heart, God still loves you. Just like this scripture, they had made some bad choices. God sent them into exile. They were under Nebuchadnezzar, but God sent them a message. I still love you. I still love you. Don't just lay down and die. Just don't, don't give up. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep doing living life. And that's what I had to learn to do. It, it, my whole life up to that point, I had God in a box. Okay, this, I thought I understood and knew everything I needed to know about God. And I had God in this box, and that's the way I thought it was. But when God came by that night, I realized if God can love me right now, He's a much bigger God than I ever realized. So that was at 30, uh, 36, 37. So over the course of approximately 17 years, I battled. Uh, uh, I was, it wasn't as much as an addiction as it was a choice in lifestyle just to destroy myself. I wasn't happy. I uh, was miserable, depressed, all of those things. So it was a lifestyle I chose to just basically numb the pain, uh, try to get some relief from the torment that I was in. But God never left me. God never forsook me. And I've shared my testimony with you. If I forget something, do you, hey, remember this, remember this? Um, so if it hadn't been for just a few people, it's funny when you get to that point, there's really, you find out there's just a few people that are there, right? Gary was there. Fonda was there. And I've had to apologize to them a couple of times because I tell you, I, mean, I was crazy. I don't know how in the world they put up with me. <laughs> they, uh, I've known Gary since we were kids. He's a, he was a bus kid. He was a bus kid. Fonda, she was always raised in church. She's perfect. But God brought me through. There's so many things I could tell you. I was in such a low place. I feel like you, you read Psalms 23, and it talks about walking in the valley in the shadow of death. Death hovered over me for years and years because all I wanted to do was die. I just wanted to die. I just wanted to give up. And if a train, there had been days if I was walking down the street and somebody would rob me and shot me, I, that would have been okay. I would have been okay with that. But I didn't give up. And every day, it was just, it was, if I woke up and got out of bed, it was a good day. It was an awesome day. Then if I got up and did something like go to work, it was even better. Um, but I kept on, small steps, baby steps. And, oh, by the way, my mother should be listening. I set it up for her on her iPad this morning when I left. I said, Mama, just click right here. So hopefully she clicked and, we're <laughs> and she's watching me. So I don't know. I'll see. But I was going through my normal thing. And one day I went to the Waffle House. Well, I go to the Waffle House about every day. <laughs> but one particular day I went to the Waffle House and I was coming back. And you guys were, had the doors open. 
and um, we're standing out there. I think the pastor might have been standing out there. And uh, it's like the Lord said, you need to check that out. I'm like, okay. So put it in here, came in, and just fell in love with the place. It became a place for me just to find peace, right? Just to find peace and enjoy being with God's people again. Enjoy the fellowship. Enjoy the healing here. Um, I really, you know, <laughs> I was raised a very, very staunch Baptist, right? You had to look a certain way, dress a certain way, and all that kind of stuff. And But over the years, I sort of became, uh, grew into a different version of that. And what I really liked was that you guys had a female pastor. That just, I'm like, that just blew my mind. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> um, and I liked her style. She didn't get up and berate and beat everybody in the, in the congregation. She just loved on the congregation, which is awesome. So, um, man, time does go by fast up here. But to fast forward a little bit, 36 years old, my life fell apart. 36 years old, I started on a path of self-destruction. God never left me. God never forsook me. God had a plan, just like he did, just like he sent a letter to the children of Israel. You're going into exile. It's going to be some rough years. It wasn't going to be like when he was living in Jerusalem. At 36, my life changed. It wasn't like when I was a kid growing up in the choir, traveling, doing things at church. Life became hard, life became difficult, life became unbearable. But God had a plan. And I could have given up at any time, and that would have been the end of it. But I didn't, and I'm so glad I did, because today, I stand at 54 years old. I know so much more, I don't know, but I know very little, but I know more about God now. If by going through everything I went through than I ever would have just every, if life had been perfect, right? And if we all live our lives, we're going to go through hard stuff. We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through periods of our lives where we don't think we can make it. And so I started coming here, and things changed at that point. It was, I told the pastor this morning, I've had so, and I told Jan this, maybe Gary, um, so many good things have come in my life in the last year, in February would be a year, February, I started here in February, that I'm sort of having difficulty getting used to the new norm. I got a new job, I started back to school, taking school, uh, classes at night, um, coming to church, um, what else? Oh, got a girlfriend now. Man, I thought I'd die alone, right? Got a girlfriend. What in the world? You know, that had to be God. Um, oh, yes. Yes, I got divorced. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, I had got divorced, yes. So, yeah, I was alone for 17 years. 17 years. Um, and just figured there'd been, never be anybody. But anyway, lo and behold, I got a girlfriend. She may kick me to the curb. But anyway, it's been a great, good ride, right? Um, 
so many great things have come into my life in the last year. It's just mind-blowing. I would never thought that I would be back to this point, and I'll, and I'll wrap up with this. I heard a saying years ago, and it gave me courage, and it gave me strength. In the end, it's going to be all right. In the end, it's going to be all right. If it's not all right now, it's not the end. And I can honestly say today, everything's all right. It's all right. So that's the high points of, of, uh, of my testimony. That's 54 years in a span of 20 minutes, <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> so I tried to give you uh, the high points and just say that don't give up. God loves you. God wants you, and God wants to use you. Oh, you need to pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. I thank you, God. <clears throat> Even though I was doing the best I could to destroy myself, you came by that night and said you loved me. And I thank you, Lord, for over the years how you sustained me and all the craziness and in all the despair. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for this pastor. Thank you for my friends. Lord, I pray that you'd bless us and go with us. In Jesus' name, amen. that God sent you to us. And I'm glad you obeyed God coming home from Waffle House. No, no, right? I mean, yeah. right? Um, thank you for yes. sharing your testimony with us. Um, what was the saying? Um, if, it's, if it's the end. Oh, in the end, it will all be okay. If it's not okay, it's not the end. It's not the end. That's right. So in the end, you're good. I like that. If it's not okay, it's not the end. God's going to have the final word. And even though everything's great right now, you know that it won't be great forever. I don't want to hear this. Yeah. That's <laughs> my job. Um, I'm always so encouraged. I probably need to be on the microphone. I'm always so encouraged to hear and to see the witness of God walking with people in their lives. Um, it's one of the things we're called to do is share our witness with others, to be able to um, describe the way that God has walked with you. And I so... So I'm encouraged by your story. So thank you for that. I pray you all are also encouraged.